0: So there's some times when I know I'm going to preach way in advance. And then there's times, sometimes, that you find out the day before. Uh, so today is one of those, both of those. Um, so, so Pastor Josh called me yesterday, and uh, he said, Ken, remember when I, Pastor Ken, remember when I asked you to have a sermon all prepped and ready in case something happens or I'm not feeling well? And I said, y- yep, Pastor Josh, I remember. And he said... Um, I said I'm not feeling really good, and I don't want to get anybody sick. And I would really appreciate it. Do, you, do you have one set up for tomorrow? And he knows he's always going to get an honest answer with me, and I hope you guys know that too. You were always getting an honest answer. So my honest answer to him yesterday was no. <laughs> but I said I am going to trust that God will give me all that I need uh, for today, and I didn't say it just like hey I'm just going to just wing it and and let you know. No, I'm going to trust that when I take the time, God is going to give me what I needed. So here we are. So if you guys know me, I like to have a little fun. I love show and tell. So we're going to do a little bit of that, and we're going to do a little bit of uh, hearing his word. So most of you know that. If you don't, I love show and tell. I didn't realize how much I loved it until I started doing it. And now I have fallen in love with it. So with this whole thing, staying home, watching watching Bill's games by myself, sometimes when Tammy, when she's there. Um, and then here they go and win the, the AFC Eastern Division Championship, and I'm at home by myself, and I'm like, woo by myself. And I said, you know what? I got some stuff. So I, I decided to go up into my, my attic and uh, go through some stuff that I had. Now, some of you might have been on Facebook and might have saw some of these pictures. Bear with me. Uh, it'll be quick, uh, and you get to see them again. Um, So I went up. So the the back story, oh, he's already got some up already. The back story is I have two boxes of of sports memorabilia that probably has not been opened in close to 20 years. Mainly because the bills, how can I say it, (laughs) have not been very good lately. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, but back in the day, uh, back when the Bills were the Super Bowls and just winning almost every game, Tammy and I and a whole group of us, uh, we were the 12th man tailgating groupies. This was way before the whole Bills Mafia. We were the, the Bills Mafia of the day back then. And if I would have brought this stuff out maybe five years ago, everyone would eh, no big deal, but right now it's, 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 a, it's a good subject. So... So some of the, these, most of these signs all used to be in the Buffalo Evening News every week. They would put one in. Uh, and that's when they won the championship back in uh, 25 years ago. So if we go to the next one. These are, every time we play an opponent, they would put one in the paper of who we were playing. They'd come up with all these good catch phrases. And it, when you would, if you guys weren't around for this, when you would drive down the street on a Sunday. If not every house had one, every other house had one back when everyone bought the newspaper, in their window. And it was just like pandemonium. So I never realized I had this many to like open this box up. So there's this one, There are some other ones. Um, trying to think, yeah, there's all different sayings on all these things. How about the next one? As you can see, <laughs> the bears, the, the three of them on the bottom Know, just so you know, signs didn't work on those games. All right? Those are probably at least from two of the Super Bowls that uh, didn't come out like I was hoping. Uh, th- these are a bunch, That little thing in the middle is actually a piece of the turf back when they won their AFC championship. Uh, so these are all things that have been jammed in this box. I don't know if he's got the other ones too. Some old, th- that one on top is from back when the AFL. So th- those are old, old ones, and I think I got some Super Bowl ones there too. Maybe. Anyways, there's that stuff. So now I got it out of my system. <laughs> and now you got to do that. So, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them yet. All I do know is that my daughter lives in Rochester, and she is a diehard Bills fan in Rochester. Her neighbors are probably sick of her talking about the Bills and being about the Bills. And my son finally, finally is on the, the fandomonium wagon uh, he got his first bill shirt for Christmas. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm excited about that. So now I'm going to open in prayer. And I have a prayer. It's actually a scripture prayer that I'm saying for me, but I want you to agree with me with it. Uh, and it's found in Psalms 19.14. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. It's all for you, Lord, and I thank you for the opportunity. I say it all in Jesus' name. I say amen. 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 So here we are, crawling to the end of 2020, the lost year. I'm pretty sure if we all look back, we all say... (laughs) pray that it never happens again and we never have to go through something like this again. It's an experience like never before. For Tammy and I personally, uh, having been quarantined in September because they said Tammy had it, to really having it after Thanksgiving, both of us, and having to quarantine again. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, as far as a food pantry, is the busiest time of the year for a food pantry for a couple different reasons. On any year, Uh, There's more people in need, and there's more donations that come in. This year was just up and above that. And with that, I want to step aside for my volunteers, the volunteers that ran this pantry That when we were out on COVID, and since March, or whenever it started, uh, going the extra mile, being out in the parking lot for four hours, doing the extra stuff behind the scenes, uh, digging in, wearing the mask the whole time, making it available for people to come and receive the, the, what God has been given us, uh, I applaud everyone I applaud without them, it would have never happened. but there's also someone else i want to I want to send kudos to Pastor Josh. See, Pastor Josh lets us use a big portion of this building. He lets me take a bunch of time and run this pantry uh, and, and without that, that wouldn't happen either. So Pastor Josh. Uh, I know you're home. I'm praying that you're getting good rest today, uh, and that you're feeling strong and healthy, and that God is speaking words of life into you, uh, and that He's got a message that He's planting in your in your heart uh, for next week. So I thank you for that, uh, and also a shout out to the guys that came and shoveled this morning. They were here at seven seven fifteen <laughs> to get you guys in. Uh, so amen to all that. Okay, so back back to that whole quarantine season. I missed a beautiful wedding. We did, we couldn't go to. Two memorials of dear friends, fathers that passed away that we couldn't go to. Friends in the hospital that we couldn't go to see. And I know everyone here has been affected in some way or another, not being able to be there or not being able to see somebody or not being able to get together. And then Christmas Eve happened. In the span of about maybe a couple hours, I found out two dear brothers of mine passed away. Dear friends, immediately I recalled the last time I had talked to them on the phone, which was about a week or so earlier. Those, that last conversation, those last words we got to say. My, my buddy Mark, I've known him for close to 40 years. Tammy has known him even longer than that. Fellow ta- tailgater back in the years, family camping. We did life together for a lot of years. When I came to Christ, we kind of drifted apart. But then we reconnected and he actually had come to church here a few times and yes he received Christ and he had Christ in his heart. So he's that friend that wasn't when we weren't saved that became both saved and I look forward to seeing him uh, when, I get, when I get there. Uh, and then my other one, uh, Chet Drabeck, who passed on that same day dear brother. Got to know him after we were both saved. Even though a lot of our testimony of before being saved was a lot alike we did ministry together road trips to Pennsylvania I can't even tell you how many went there family holiday dinners and that's just some of it I'm truly going to miss that man I I saw on Facebook someone said three stooges he was a three stooges junkie and and every time I'm going to see I'm going to think of Chet Uh, I miss him dearly and I'm looking forward to catching up with him when, when I'm done here, <laughs> that last call, when I called them, they were encouraging me, <laughs> right? Calling them and they're encouraging me. I wish I would have stayed on the phone a little bit longer. Pastor John or Pastor John Sparaza and I believe he told me this on that last day, the day before he passed away, because he said it to me almost every time I saw him. He would say, P- Pastor Kent, every day is a gift from God. You need to treat it like that. Every day he would say that. And those words of encouragement still echo in my heart. And that's another brother I can't wait to meet up again. with. So, okay, when, when Pastor Josh asked me that question, a scripture immediately jumped on my heart or out of my heart. And it's 1 Timothy four two. And the section of that scripture that really jumped out was, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. That was just kind of like the billboard that popped into my heart. But it goes on to say, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Then I thought about it. I wasn't prepared. I dropped the ball on Pastor Josh. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I was not ready. What do you do? You learn from things. And you step forward and you say, okay, not again. I'm going to learn from that, and I won't do that again. And even with that, I felt God gave me that peace. Kind of like he was saying, can you have not stop seeking me and serving me? You talk to me throughout the day. I will give you what you need and what the others need to hear also. And and again, it wasn't like, hey, he'll take care of it. It was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to rest in you and, and trust you with that. It totally reminded me when Tammy and I were in Africa on a missions trip, and Pastor Mike was the one leading it. And he would be talk, sometimes talking to 100, sometimes a 1,000. But with the group of people that were there, he would, in the midst of it, all of a sudden call one of you up. And you're like, oh, you know, you've got to have something to say type of thing. And I remember that week, every day, I kept saying, okay, Lord, what do you have today? What do you have for me to say? I lived almost like, like I don't want to be caught unprepared. I wanted to be ready to be able to say something. And the scripture verse at that time that really really rung during that week to me was in 1 Peter 3.15. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. If we are truly followers of Christ, we can't only bring him out we can't only bring Christ out on Christmas and Easter. Or even worse, keep him in a box for 20 years. And when things start getting better, you pull him out. It's not like that with Christ. You need to have him all the time. He's not that genie in the bottle, so to speak. No, we need him all the time and need to be ready to be used by him. As you seek and serve him, he will plant the word in your heart. And he will bring it out in due time when it's needed, whether it is for you or for someone else. In this letter to Timothy, Paul writes it's his last letter to Timothy. It's like his last words to Timothy. And where did he write it from? From prison, isolated from almost everyone. It was almost like it was quarantined for him. And what was he doing? He was reaching out. And he wasn't going to die from a virus. He wasn't going to die from a sickness. He was going to die because he was a follower of Jesus Christ. And what was he doing? He was reaching out, giving words of encouragement. To Timothy, he knew his letter was going to be read by others also, saying, "Keep the faith. prepare to stand for Christ." I'd like to read um, a little bit more of that second Timothy 4 18. 1 through 8, sorry. I'm going to read it from the NLT. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. That's where the NIV says in season or out of season. Patiently correct, rebuke And encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers that will tell them whatever their itchy ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid to suffer for the Lord. Walk, work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. As for me, my life is already being poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. I'm going to read that last part again. The prize is not only for me but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. We're going to do communion in a little bit. We do open communion here and everyone who's receive Christ. You're welcome to take it. Trusting God will speak your heart through it. And we'll do it all together. So as we get to that point, just hang on to it. We'll do it together. But there's a couple of things. If today you find your faith stuffed in a box in an attic or stuffed in the glove compartment or stuffed where you only pull it out when you need it, pull it out today. Put it right on the mantle. Put it right on the front of your car. Wear it. If things aren't going good for you, don't wait for things to start turning around. Pull your faith out and ask God to help. Ask Christ to come into every situation. There's no situation that Christ can't touch and won't touch. No sm- too small and nothing too big. And if there's someone here that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, make today that day. No one's promised tomorrow. That's the other thing Pastor John would always say. No one's promised tomorrow. That's scripture. Today is a day. Make today the day that you say, Lord, I am yours. Don't try to get it all right and ready. to Say, Lord, here I am. He'll take you as you are. If that's you today, we have some prayer warriors that are going to be in the back that would love to pray with you and walk you through that. And anyone that needs prayer, please take time and st- stop with them and talk with them. Let them partner with you uh, in prayer. So communion, the Last Supper, also called the Lord's Supper. Jesus held it the first night. Sorry, he held the first one on the Passover meal night. And just like the Passover celebrated the deliverance of slavery out of Egypt, so the Lord's Supper also celebrates the deliverance from sin by the death of Christ. And as we remember that, we also acknowledge his return is coming. I'm going to read the account of that in 1 Corinthians 11. For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whoever, whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whoever drinks, eats his bread and drinks his cup, you are proclaiming the Lord's death and his coming. So if you open the top first before you open the drink part, it works a lot better. So Lord, as we celebrate communion with you and with our brothers and sisters, we thank you for taking the the mocking, the scourging, the beating, and the pain even to death to break the grip of death in our lives. So we take this bread in remembrance of that. So let's partake of the bread. Mm -hmm. And Lord, as we take this cup that represents your blood, we thank you for washing us with your blood washing free the sins that entangle us even white as snow we thank you for that Lord let us partake with that Lord let every time that we do this bring a fresh touch of your presence a renewed renewed hope of your promise and restored preparedness for your return. We thank you, Lord, how much you love us, that you gave your life for us. Let us never forget that. Let us use every breath that comes out, every word that comes out, to honor you. Let what we just did not be just a ritual that we do, but let it truly mean what we say it means. So Lord, I lift up everyone here. Lord, I pray that you would have them pre-prepared to give the reason why they believe. Let them start the conversation up that brings you in. Let their neighborhood be changed because they came and brought you to them. Father, you saved me. You can save anybody. So Lord, I ask a special blessing again, on everyone here. Let their trip home be safe. Let their walk out of here be smooth and, and safe. And Lord, we just trust you with every day moving forward. And thank you for it. And I say it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I think Jake's coming up.